Here at the Ranger Report Podcast, we only represent products we believe in. As you've heard over the past year plus, we've been running our Walton's commercial. I've been using Walton's products for a long time now, and let me tell you, they're some of the best seasonings I've ever used. One of my staples to make at my house are pork chops, and their ultimate pork chop and roast rub has gotten more compliments than anything that I've ever used. For burgers, their better burger seasoning is delicious, and I only use that on my burgers. Again, tons of compliments. They have all kind of seasonings that you can imagine. They have barbecue sauce and the thick kind, not the watery kind at all. If you're into wild game, they have seasons and rubs for that as well. Don't forget their line of sausage casings and all the tools to make your own meat products from sausage and jerky to grinders and more. Walton's really is a one-stop shop for everything but the meat. If you like tips and tricks and videos on how to do a whole lot of things when it comes to cooking, then you should go to www.meatgistics.com. Go to www.waltonsinc.com today and start shopping and tell them the Ranger Report podcast sent you. Walton's, everything but the meat. This is Bruce Bochy, and you're listening to the Ranger Report. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. Inside Scoop, listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go! This is the Ranger Report podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers, from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now... Here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ranger Report podcast. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me on Twitter at bdieter75. I am C.J. Berryman. You can find me at the X-Rated app or whatever the hell it is now uh, at C.J.B. underscore R.R. Tyler. And I am Tyler Nilsson. You can find me on that porn site at TPN1983. And our, our fourth, as you can see, if you're watching the YouTube video tonight, is Mason Englert, pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. Nate, uh, Mason, how you doing tonight? Good, how are y'all? Doing good, man. Good. Doing good. Where's TK? He's got a game tonight in the Fall League. Oh, oh wow. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I now him. I feel like a dickhead. <laughs> no, I texted him. He's like, dude, that would be fun. But yeah, he's got a game. <laughs> Still playing. I forget that goes that late. Yeah, that's right. It fall league does. So yeah, I got this dog I'm chilling with my puppy. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. She's knocked out my lap. She's been playing hard. She's cool. <laughs> All right, let's let's start by talking about your first full big league season. How'd it go? How'd you feel? And uh, what what was it like to be out there for the entire season? Uh, it was good, man. It was really fun. Um, There's a lot of ups and downs and like a lot of learning. Um, and I think the biggest source of learning is just uh, being on a bigger stage. And I went in this year, like physically, um, not in as good of a spot as I have been in the past. Like I got a lot bigger in the weight room. Like I weighed like 15, 20 pounds heavier than I had in the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't work really. Like my, I, I had some decent, like my best V would be like 92. And it was like, everything was kind of playing down. Um, so I got a good plan together this off season, but I learned a lot about pitching from having a little lesser stuff and pitching in the big leagues. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun though. Now, Mason, what was your transition like leaving the Rangers organization and knowing you were headed to Detroit? How's it, has it gone smoothly for you? How are you feeling in the Tigers organization? How's that going so far? Yeah, it was really smooth. We, uh, 
there's a really inviting group. Like they have a really good culture. You can tell that uh, they have a lot of things going in the right direction. It was um, a ton of fun. It was super easy to walk in. Um, even being like a rookie, like they treated me really good. Like they're just basic, funny, like fun rookie stuff. Nothing like that was bad. Like I don't know, it felt very easy to like join the new group. It was awesome. You have a you have a go to guy there, like one of your favorite teammates on the team, or uh, I've gotten close to a lot of guys, but um, you know, like Kerry Carpenter. Uh, man, I, I I don't even want to list because I, I got a few guys that I'm really that I've gotten close with, but Kerry, um, I, I spent a lot of time with him, and just quite a few though. Like, uh, there's a lot of good dudes over there. Talk about the uh, the back the back door slider against St. Louis uh, when you got pumped up, and I saw it on Twitter. Like, that's my boy. <laughs> I got fired up. So, talk about that. Thanks. Yeah, that was a freaking. That was probably the most intense moment of the year. Um, man, the St. Louis crowd is awesome. They're on their feet. Like they're super loud. There's like red all around. You can just see like red in the backdrops. Really bright. Like stands out a lot. It really feels like they're on top of you. Um, and I came in kind of a weird spot, like second and third, made some good pitches, but walked a guy, um, and then ended up getting three, two on the next guy and like executed a and good backer. Loaded. So was there a moment during this season where you kind of realized, I mean, you know, cause it, it's, it's sort of a whirlwind. I can imagine getting out of spring training, starting and the, was there a moment where you just one day woke up and you realized, dang, I'm a big leaguer now. Like I'm in the majors. Uh, it's weird. It felt very like, yeah, there's things that are different, but I still just felt like the same. Yeah. Because um, I don't know. I try to not associate myself with where I'm at in baseball and stuff. Like I'm really grateful for wherever I'm at. Uh, but no, I mean, it just felt like I was doing the same thing I've always done since I was younger. And like, obviously, it was harder. There's like more pressure. Um, but I feel like that stuff only gets to you as a negative view. Um, don't have what's important like first. Basically. We were rooting for you so hard. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we talked to you when you were down East and yeah, you know, uh, growing up at, you know, through the system. Yeah. And uh, when you got rule five, I was like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was like, shit, that's, that's, that's my boy. You know, <laughs> it's my boy. But yeah. at the same time, we were so happy for you and we rooting for you and you, kicked ass and you stayed on you, you got that rule five uh you stayed the whole year and so now you're a detroit tiger <laughs> i appreciate it man that's nice to hear like uh yeah, i appreciate you guys it's cool that we've gotten to catch up about once a year for the past like three years and it's yeah. been nice, like it was nice to see um ben whenever we were in uh yeah yeah got, like, ben gotcha ben gotcha yeah that yeah. was cool that was, i enjoyed that a lot but yeah so i gotta ask you because you play for the tigers you were there for Miggy's last year. Yeah. So, I mean, what was that like? It's just crazy. I mean, he's probably one of the best hitters of all time. I mean, he's mm-hmm. got to be at least in the top three, if not, you know, just amazing. So what was it kind of like to watch him do his daily routine and watch him go through his very last season in the major leagues? Gosh, it was cool. Honestly, like I grew up watching Miggy and I knew how amazing, like how good he was. But I don't think I understood how, good, how truly how good he was until I started seeing the stuff, like the milestones are on the, that were on the wall. And, uh, the highlights and then still seeing him do some things at the plate that you're like, man, that was really good. Um, gosh, you know, what's cool about him is he's like, you can see yourself in him. And, uh, I think he sees himself and everybody else. Like it's not, uh, like he's some unapproachable guy. Like he's unbelievably friendly, like hilarious, like very funny dude. Always like he would ask you like personal questions. Like, hey, what's going on with this? How you feeling? Like, you know, really, really good dude. I can't say enough good things about him as a teammate. Um, 
and it was really like he sets a good example for what I think obviously everybody would love to be as a baseball player and then how you want to treat younger guys. And you're probably glad you didn't have to face him, huh? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, it would have been cool in uh, like a live VP, but I never even faced him in a live VP. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, Mason, what was it, Mason, what was it like when you came back, your first experience coming back to the Rangers, being on the opposite side, being on the opposing team? How, how was your experience uh, back at the new stadium? It was a, it was really cool. I got to stay at home for a few nights. Um, just drove my dad's truck back and forth. And then, like, I went fishing with my uh, high school best friend, like, at the pond we always used to go to like um so i've been stayed close with him like he played he's a guy to play a and m from my high school um now he's coaching high school ball so i mean it was just nice to, like be with around all the people i was around in high school but then go pitch in the in the ranger stadium it was cool because i i'd never because i'd been there once but never been there for a game or anything and uh, right. it was really cool uh actually it was awesome just having a bunch of people there that i knew <laughs> did you get did you get to rekindle with some of your old teammates when you get when you arrived I saw Cody Bradford um, at that time, like the guys that I'm was really like close with were like, like Evan and Tommy and TK. And obviously a couple of them weren't there, but Evan wasn't up yet. Um, so I didn't like, I saw some guys that I knew, but like nobody that was like super close with other than Cody Bradford. I, I've known him for a few years. We were in rehab together and I stayed with him in Frisco for a couple of weeks when I was there. Good deal. CJ, I'm gonna let you go ahead. All right. Uh, you know, you had that with it sucked to be honest. I mean, you were a boy. Uh, we had you on uh, when you were playing for Down East. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved having you on. I mean, and you were straight up honest about the you know the sticky stuff and and whatnot, <laughs> and, and just were. And then we had um, Luis on uh, Acuna on uh, right after that, and and, and your manager which is somebody we're trying, Ben, Ben and I are trying to get back on. Uh, Your manager was a damn good manager. Yeah. So talk about him. I love Carlos. I, uh, Carlos. Carlos. Yeah. I'm really close with Carlos. Like, uh, that's a really close to them. Like really love the dude. Um, I still like, he'll text me. I'll text him. Like we keep, you know, back and forth a few times throughout the year. I was actually in. Uh, yeah. And I text you and then and I, I don't want to, bother you very much no, no worries i i really like uh and it's been kind of cool i've got like that's away from my phone type thing like i even had a flip phone for about a month in the season this year and man, it's been really nice but uh so if i ever respond i may not even have a phone <laughs> <laughs> but uh man carlos is cool like i i facetimed him uh recently when i was in puerto rico he, he's a very very good manager um he understands like he's growing people growing guys like you to be yeah. honest mason he, he understands that yeah. and he's he's very very solid and very honest about it mm-hmm. gosh i freaking love carlos it's cool thinking back to like the downy stuff <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'm sure that you did you watch much of the playoffs this year the mlb playoffs yeah i was watching uh i really kept up mainly with the the rangers um just I don't know so, if, how much I would have watched if Evan hadn't gotten called up, but it was like, I, yeah, I that's got really a, into watch them. Yeah. That's all I was going to ask you. What do you think about the, the, the postseason run that Evan Carter had? I mean, my goodness. Yeah. He got on yeah, yeah, 17 yeah, straight yeah, games. You were his teammate, bro. Tell yeah. me about Evan Carter. And how, how did you feel about, uh, I mean, he just, he just, it was an incredible run that he had through the playoffs. Yeah. He was, man, Evan's a good dude. Like just super humble and uh, super easy to root for. Like, Gosh, he's awesome. Like me, TK, Tom, and Evan were really, really close friends. We were all in Evan's wedding last off season, and 
gosh, we had like a great time. And then it was weird, like sitting here on the couch watching Evan play and being like, why does it feel weird watching him play when I was just playing <laughs> the same level? But it still feels weird. Like it feels like you're removed from it when you know when you're out in the playoffs. And but watching it was like, damn, this is so weird watching Evan on the on the TV, you know. And gosh, me and uh, my girlfriend's, you know, she's close with Evan too, and his his wife. And uh, gosh, we were cheering so hard whenever he. Yeah, and, he, and, and for whatever reason, Evan has like an eye. Mm-hmm. He never chases right. outside the zone. It's amazing. Can you talk he'll, about he'll that. Go to like, yeah, he'll go to like. I knew it was good, but I didn't realize how good until you got the box on the TV. Like he'll like take a pitch, two balls off, umpire calls it a strike, and then it's just like he doesn't like. It seems like he never gets himself out or like gets himself into a pitcher's count. Like the umpires get him into pitcher's counts. It's amazing. Right. Like I, I didn't realize how. I know like the data was there. Like his chase rates, I saw were like lowest in the one of the lowest. Nine percent. Nine percent. Yeah. yeah I'm, I didn't realize. Like I, I guess like I knew it was good. He's got a good eye, whatever. But like I didn't realize how good until I actually saw the strike zone on the TV. It was incredible. <laughs> So, so how crazy does that drive a pitcher? Like you, when, when you're hitting the corners just off of them and a guy won't bite and he won't go for it. Like, cause I know a yeah. lot of you guys make your, make your living by just missing the plate and having guys swing and miss at it. So yeah. how irritating is a guy like Evan when he won't swing at that pitch? Well, you like those guys if they can't do damage and you put the ball in the zone, <laughs> you know what I mean? Put the ball in the zone and like, you know, hit a single or like get themselves out or like maybe swing and miss. But with Evan, like obviously he's got potential to really do damage and hit like the gaps or hit homers. So he's like the kind of guy which is a weird, rare blend that's uh, <laughs> challenging it back. I I think I faced him once in a in spring training, punched him out, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now him, I, now do you remind him about that? <laughs> no, I haven't. I mean that was obviously like him and Thomas Gacy in the same game. So I need to remind him. But uh, those guys, I will say, spring training when the hitter's eyes haven't seen months of breaking balls like there's a little advantage there but like yeah i, I just i'm just remembering that i'm gonna have to like mess text them <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. then evan will pull out they're like hey i got the most doubles so, in postseason yeah. history <laughs> you, you kind of and i'm a pitcher guy you know i was a a pitcher that went to college uh west texas west texas a&m and i could never control the frill change can you tell me how you do it? Because, I mean, right here. You say the the changeup is what you said you couldn't you can't control. Yeah, it. I couldn't do it. I lawn darted the damn thing every time. <laughs> Dude, I can get pretty technical about that. Like, but I don't throw a circle change. It's uh, I throw a weird. Like, I'm the only person I know that throws it. I throw a spike change. Um, uh, with this. Yeah, it looks like curveball grip, kind of. But then, yeah. like. I throw it like behind it, like a fastball and it, um, I guess it's my best pitch, but I throw kind of a weird one. So I don't have to think about manipulating inside. I can't actually really pronate very well, but I can make more. And yeah. tell me about your slider. Is it, is it back end on the. It's I throw like, I'm it's like a hard gyro slider. So I just offset my fingers and try to throw a fastball. Just make it spin like there a you bullet. Go. There you go. Uh, yep. Yeah. Dude, pitching is fun to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm all about it, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's interesting. Like the, I feel like we used to chase like big break and all these things, and now we're kind of seeing that. Obviously, there's some big break that's good. You can't speak in any absolutes, but a lot of times, shorter break that's harder to see is uh, better for swing and miss and stuff like that. So even for like a curveball, like I used to throw a big like kind of seven eight mile an hour curveball, and I tighten that up to like low 80s like if i'm throwing hard like mid 80s and i don't even manipulate it. i throw a curveball like a fastball and it's got like hardly any horizontal like just a, like negative six vert whereas before it might have like negative 16 and negative 12 you know um 
So it's just like a hard vertical slider. And then my actual slider is just a little bit of up and left. So like movement separation isn't huge, but it's enough to where it's hard to pick up what's what. And that's a, an interesting concept. It's kind of weird. Like there's still a place for big breaking balls for takes, but as far as like performance for swing and miss and stuff like that, I think the tighter stuff is better. Tyler, you got anything? Yeah, Mason, now that the offseason is upon us, um, kind of run us through your daily schedule right now. I know the season yeah. will be here real soon. I know you're probably still working out and keeping your body in shape, but kind of yeah. run us through what you do during the offseason and let the fans know kind of what it's like to be a player yeah. in the life of a major league player. Yeah, I'll give you like a quick rundown of like a – I got pretty precise. Like Great get question, up, like, Tyler. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, So get up and like once I wake up, I don't like laying better like get my day going with getting letting my feet hit the ground and get moving right away. Um, drink like 10, 20 ounces of water with these electrolytes in it. I take my dog on a walk, uh, down to the river here. I get in the cold water for a couple minutes and like make sure I'm outside for at least like 20 minutes. See my sunlight, like sunlight in the eyes for all the brain and body benefits. Uh, come back, like shower up, eat breakfast. I go to the facility about like 10 30. Um, and then this year I'm losing weight and regaining my mobility. Like when I used to throw harder. So I spend like 30, 40 minutes on like three different types of soft tissue days. So I target soft tissue for a while, um, to get my like tissue back to where it needs to be to get to deeper positions. And I do another like, um, 30, 40 minutes of like actual mobility work. Uh, and then I go into like skill work with like water bags and like throwing drills and I go into playing catch. Um, I have like a quick snack. Then I go, go into like my lifting and whatever work for the day, like sprints and all that. Um, and then I eat lunch at the facility. And then I, I work at a facility up here called elite baseball and softball. And uh, I work with a lot of the high school kids. Like I have a lot of fun helping. So I'm like, it's actually what I, after we're done on the call, I'm building like throwing programs for the off season with them and doing a lot of fun stuff. So, but then I've spent probably most days four or five o'clock at the facility, like helping out the kids and stuff. And it's good to hear, you know, it's good to hear players like that. Like you mentioned, you know, being a peer, you know, for other players to be able to look upon you and you doing stuff for the community. And because those kids do look up to players like you and it means a lot to them. So I know they're very grateful for it. And as fans just watching it, we really appreciate it too. So I think that was, I was well said. Yeah, it's man. It's fun. The, the high school kids eat it up and the ones that are really into it, you can tell like it's a lot of fun. They, the facility I'm at is it's on the West side of Michigan. It's like the only like top notch, like baseball facility over on this side. So we got like a good strength coach, a guy that I was actually committed to Texas A&M with kind of ironically, his dad runs the place. Um, and then he does them. I've been helping with pitching stuff and man, it's just a freaking good time. Like kids are really good too. So it's nice. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, go Notre Dame the way. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> go Notre Dame. I'm an Irish. <laughs> I I'm ain't got any college ties up here. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then Tyler, Tyler graduated from Texas tech. So oh, cool. guns up. Uh, yeah. All right. We well, guys got anything else for Mason before we let him go? Hey, thanks for putting up with my ass. <laughs> well, Mason, we will always we will always be fans of yours here. We enjoyed having you Absolutely. on when we had you on. Enjoy watching you. I enjoyed getting to meet you there in Detroit or when you guys were in town. Uh, so yeah. best of luck in the offseason and next season. We hope that you blow it out again next year, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we hopefully I catch a game bro. next year when you're in town and maybe get to introduce you in person, get to meet you in yeah, person. Absolutely. So absolutely. Cool. Best of luck next year, bud. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right, that's Mason thank Engler. You. Thanks, Mason. All right, see you guys.
Yeah. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are joined now by Kane McCutcheon. Kane, what's up? What's up, y'all? How's it going? We got the Fantastic Four here tonight, man. All four of us are on the show. Oh, dang right. Normally, I'm sick or CJ's sick or something happens for the uh, all of us to be on. But here we are. We got all four of us. So let's Dude, start. Heck tonight. of a squad out here. Heck of I'm a telling squad. You. Tanya, this is like the yeah, well, this is episode 200, so you know, we may as well like, yeah. pull out all go the big stuff. or go home, gotta right? Special, yeah, there you go, gotta be special, baby. We may as well. I mean, the Rangers won the World Series to celebrate our episode 200, so you know, there you go. Um, but Kane, you were at the parade, you were at the parade, so talk a little bit about what that experience was like. Oh gosh, it was it was awesome for me. I know a lot of people said what they wanted to say about it, but for me, as someone that grew up dreaming of a parade in Arlington, um, and if you know me, like this Metroplex means so much to me. I mean, I grew up here. I was born and raised here, and seeing I I call y'all my friends. If you come to the game, I call y'all my friends. So hanging out with seven hundred fifty thousand of my friends was absolutely <laughs> surreal, um, and. You know, just seeing everyone so happy it was it was such a weird feeling because usually, you know, you go to the ballpark and you're like, OK, what's going to happen today? Like we're in the area, everyone's wearing their gear, but it's like we're going to go. We're going to see a game. We might be happy at the end of this. We might not. But it's like we rolled up and everyone's just partying. Like I got there at 8 a.m. and people are blasting Creed from their speakers and, you know, some of them having too good of a time. Um, but <laughs> it was it was truly a surreal experience. Um, oh, yeah. If you climbed you, uh, on a light pole, shit when when Corey Seager did the mic drop on Bregman, well, I was not expecting that. I was like, oh <laughs> my gosh, like that dude. Every time I've talked to that dude, his answers, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. good game. And then he's like, I guess we'll never know. I was like, oh, <laughs> you, you could tell, you could tell he enjoyed that. You know, something I didn't think about that someone reminded me of. Is he was on the 2017 Dodgers that lost uh, to the Astros in the World cheated. Series. Yep, that's correct. Yeah. So he probably holds a bigger grudge against Houston than we realize. Mm, so what if point. next season we see Corey Seager get into a fight with Bregman? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. But yeah, he, it, Corey no, Seager won't do that. He won't no, he will that. not. But you know what? That was a moment that I did not expect during that during that parade on TV that I was watching. Uh, he it was, said uh, that. It was a blast hearing that. It was so great. He yeah, lied. my mouth was just wide open when he did that. I was like, yeah, <laughs> he really just went there. I was like, wow, way to go, dude. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, uh, he has the ultimate Trump, man. We're but then he went where. And then he went and worked at Raising Canes after came that. Back and said, yeah. "Oh, the the West still comes through Houston, uh, bro." I don't see well, how you can say that after we're, I don't see how you can say that. Champions, you can't say that. But exactly. they did win. The, they did win the West. <laughs> I mean, we won the bigger prize, Ben. Ben, we won the bigger prize. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, shout out Corey Seager, though, man of the people, working a shift at Canes, meeting at <laughs> Academy, man. Yep. And he was on the he was on the CMAs the other night. Yeah, dude, a lot yep. of people, a lot of kids my age are saying he's like, quote unquote, completing side quests, like <laughs> side <laughs> hustles great. and, That's and great. stuff like that. But no, yeah, it, it was cool. I mean, everyone, the players were, you know, it was, there's not a lot of work to be done. So it was kind of just hanging out with the fans. I yeah. took a lot of pictures of people and it was awesome. It was, it was a really cool experience. All right. So let's talk about something else. The parade was awesome. Let's talk about, we had a couple of silver sluggers, no big surprise. And also. For the first time ever, we have two Rangers in the top three of the MVP, and it happens to be the same two people. The two That's guys correct. who won the Silver Slugger and the two at the top of the MVP was Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. So, I mean, we know that maybe, uh, you know, Gold Glove, we got a couple guys that maybe were robbed, like Josh Young and maybe, you know, 
a few others, Adolis Garcia. But, yeah, uh, you know, Tyler was straight up told me I'm pissed that Josh Young got robbed. Mm. So, well, and the fact that I'll he wasn't you, even I'll in the conversation for rookie of the year yeah. was ridiculous. And I understand he missed time. I do completely understand that aspect of it. But you look at what he did every game that he was in on that corner position. The guy was absolutely amazing. No telling how many games he saved for us at that position. And Ranger fans, a lot of Ranger fans are just fans in general, don't realize that. I'm like, it was a lot of close games that we won because of great play by the third position, third baseman, Josh Young. And that's a guy who his defense was, you know, a question mark coming into the year. We didn't right. know. We didn't was, know we were was I was questioning it. I was doing it publicly. Yeah. And guess what? I got my answer. Yep. And so I shut the hell up. Yeah. I mean, watching him do what he did as, as someone who I grew up watching Beltray, like that was my childhood. And, and to see him do what he did, that was, you know, you haven't seen that in a minute. Like that was, no. that's impressive. And, uh, you know, that's a credit to to these guys. You know, every day they're working out, taking infield. Marcus Simeon's leading that every day, and uh, yep. I mean, it's a credit. We saw Low. I put out put out there like Nathaniel Low. Like, all right, we got to give him some love for his Gold Glove. This is a dude that was considered the worst defensive first baseman in all of baseball. And he was. Year. He was two years ago. I cannot yeah, tell was. you how many times I've had to watch batting practice because Tony Beasley is hitting him fungos and I'm scared that I'm going to get hit and he's practicing <laughs> stupid and every day he's out there and he's putting in work and sure enough, he's a gold glover. I mean, yeah. I was just thinking about that dude today. Like it couldn't have happened to a better guy. I mean, like, no. you know, for him to be going through what he's going through with the smile on his face yeah. the entire and time his is, mama, just, it's, it's awesome. is battling cancer and yeah. ma'am, yeah. we are with you. We are, but we yeah. are with you. In my opinion, you can't use the excuse that he missed too many games because Corey Seager missed games. He still won the Silver Slugger, and he's still number two in the MVP right now voting. You right, know, I they miss about the same amount of time, if I'm correct. Is that right? Pretty close, yeah. But but Young, I mean, and Seager also played great defense. I mean, he won a Gold Glove for a reason. But you know, it's just uh, it's 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 just crazy to me that he didn't. But that's okay. I mean, it happens. They, they still, I don't think. I think the Rangers could win it again next year and they still wouldn't get the respect they deserve because people just don't want to give them respect. Just ask John Smoltz. Hey, by the way, did you guys know that Baltimore has a really bright future? I haven't mentioned that. Oh, yeah. They're the team to beat for the next five years. Dude, some of the memes on Twitter during the World Series were hilarious about John Smoltz. Oh, God. One said, one said. we We had listened to it throughout the entire playoffs. We had them as broadcast and cj you were smart though you finally turned it off and you started listening to the radio which you were ahead of us yeah but well speaking of that i wanted to bring that up how do you think this win felt for eric nadale like you guys heard the call he made like you know you know this was like i hope he doesn't retire after this you heard sandler did you see jared sandler he took video of of eric nadale yeah i saw it i saw it and it was so beautiful and that's what i'm saying for all of us that have have listened to the radio growing up like how can you not love that moment for eric tyler tyler we're we are we have been rangers fans since i mean birth since we were in diapers and and to see eric nadale get to celebrate that and get the call make the call when he said ranger fans you are not dreaming he did i was like wow i was like this is awesome this is real that's I when know. I started crying. I don't know, Kane, yep. and the rest of you guys. Did you guys see the article that Levi wrote about him? The day yes, Levi, yeah. Levi Weaver. Yes, sir. Man, what an amazing article. It was so very good, good article. And Levi, he's actually a Razor Report uh, lover. Uh, he's he's come on us, yep. come, come on with us multiple times, and he's going to come on again. Uh, but right now, he's he flat out told me, uh, I'm taking a vacation. 
<laughs> so, uh, but I'm sure he needs have, one. We will have Levi on, and he's he's the weirdest. And Ben yeah. met him. The coolest, yeah, the, weirdest, the coolest guy. You would, yeah. you, you, you would not, you would not meet him and think, oh yeah, he's a baseball writer. That's not what you would think when you. <laughs> <No>. meet him. <laughs> he was dressed in what was it been uh, dressed in like a hoodie? Yeah, and it was ninety degrees outside, and he was wearing a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's his, a nice his dude. Are, his oh, fits, yeah. and he knows his yeah. shit. Yeah, and yeah, he's he a very nice dude. To, he got to come back and cover the Rangers winning the world series. Mm. Yeah. And shout out Eric Nadell too. I mean, I, I, I met him before I started working and then my favorite all time Eric Nadell memory is one game. We were, you know, it was late. We, we had finished and, and I go get in the elevator after the press conferences and Eric Nadell is clicking buttons in the elevator, <laughs> asking people where they want to go. The Eric Nadell. That's my favorite all time, all time Eric Nadell. Of course he was. Such a class. <laughs> Such a fantastic person. He really is. But anyway, um, all right. One more thing I wanted to say, and we'll talk about this a lot more in the coming weeks. But uh, I have my eye on two targets that I'd like to see 100% and a lot more I'd kind of like to see. And I'm sure you guys both agree with me, but I want to see Jordan Montgomery and Josh Hader. In a Texas Ranger uniform, in exactly. That's that's, and they're already working. Um, Andrew Heaney, yeah. Well, they've oh, already, yeah. he, already got Heaney. Uh, got him and Leclerc and, back, and Leclerc yep. and Leclerc, and so yeah. Cy is making work right now, and he he made that a point right after the season ended. He, I mean, he said he that's yeah. the biggest thing they're going to address is the bullpen, and I mean, having a guy like Hater out there, I mean. You saw what he's already done. He's, I mean, yeah. he's all in for this team. So yeah. it was surprising. He's going to open up the wall, in my opinion. And I'm not yeah. saying he's going to throw Think out the money that. for Shohei. Hey. Think about that Beck and bullpen, Tyler. Think about that. Right. It'd be anyone ridiculous. Else, anyone else I'm missing? Do you, guys, do you guys want to see in a Ranger uniform that is a must must sign? What about Aaron? What if we can't get Montgomery? What about Aaron Nola? Uh, okay, I could see that. I think yeah. there's a lot of international. Pro- I, I love international yeah. prospects. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot, dude and a lot of really interesting. That I, not just Yamamoto, but like other guys too. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of crafty pitchers coming over from Korea, Japan. The the pitching market in general is pretty deep this off season. Um, yeah. On the bullpen thing. I don't know. I, I'm kind of always cautious about throwing out big money on relievers just because like it never really happens. And, you know, we saw what the Mets did with that. Yeah, they throw a hundred miles an hour <laughs> with the 90 mile an hour slider. Yeah. I, I mean, would Josh I would, is totally I would, different. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's always a risk. Right. No matter who it is, it's always a risk. Um, True. So that'll be interesting to see kind of what CY does because he could he could be like, all right, I'm going to go and pull out the bag and get the best of the best in the market. Or he can be like, you know what, I'm going to get, you know, three or four good arms for the same price. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it's this going to be fun and we're going to be here for it. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about over the next uh, two and a half months between now and spring training. So it ought to be ought to be fun. Keep it here. We are uh, we have completed 200 episodes for you guys. Thank you ben, all for listening, bro. We made 200. We made 200. I never thought I would get to this day. Like I thought I would quit long before now, but no, now I got three of you dragging along with me in this thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that will do it for tonight. Kane, Tyler, CJ, thanks as always. Love you, bro. We, need to do more. we definitely need to do more this off season with the four of us. I think that would be uh, a solid. Yeah. As long as college, as long as college boy there has time for it. Oh, I'm good. I'm straight off season. I'm chilling. I ain't never had this much time on my hands. Off season. Let's get it. EBU for life. Yay. Go Go Irish.
All right, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. Thank you, Ben. Yeah. D- yeah drop them. Drop them. Drop them. Deuces. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.